You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the party. If you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, make sure to do so so you don't miss out on an episode every single week. Now, today's episode is a have a pen and paper in your hand kind of episode. It is nerdy and nitty gritty and every business owner needs to listen. We had the pleasure of bringing on a Facebook and Instagram ads expert, Tara Zerker. Now, Tara is an advertising expert who has taught thousands of business owners to rapidly scale through the power of Facebook ads. She's the founder of Successful Ads Club, a high-touch support platform where business owners receive step-by-step training to master their own lead generation. The expertise Tara shares through Successful Ads Club is built on her years of owning a successful ad agency, which manages $5 million per year in ad spend, generating millions of dollars in revenue for industry-leading clients, including New York Times bestselling authors, eight-figure business owners, and social influencers. Tara is passionate about demystifying Facebook ads for entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed, skeptical, or just plain over it. Now, today we talked with Tara all about the ads. So holla, get ready to get nerdy with us. She started off by setting the stage, explaining what business models can be best served by Facebook ads, what foundational backend business setups you need to have in place before you start running ads, and a breakdown of three main different ad strategies and how you can utilize each. We then go even deeper into the matrix of Facebook ads, but man, did Tara make it so easy to understand. Let me tell you, she gave us a step-by-step breakdown of what to test in your ads, as well as what to look for in your results to know if they're even doing well. And we even touched on SMS marketing and Tara's thoughts on whether or not entrepreneurs should jump on that form of marketing. Trust us on this one, my friend, grab a pen and paper. You are going to be taking pages of notes. So let's get ready to dive on in. Photographers, I'm going to tell it to you straight today. One thing Lindsay and I have noticed over the years of coaching so many photographers is that many of us spend a majority of our time stuck behind a computer, editing, calling, delivering our photos, which can actually lead us to not focusing on the overall growth of our business or giving our clients an out-of-this-world experience. But the good news is that it does not have to be this way. Today, we want to introduce you to Post Partner. Unlike other photo editing companies, PostPartner is designed to partner with you for the long term as you grow your business. They pair you up with a dedicated editor committed to learning your unique style. You get direct access to your editor to build a collaborative relationship without having to manage a staff member in-house. So let's get you out of your editing cave so you can get back to growing your business and getting your life back. To get started with a free trial, go to postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle. That's postpartner.com forward slash heart and hustle and use the code heart and hustle for $200 off your first order. You're listening to the heart and hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the heart university. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Tara, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, we are so excited to dive in and chat with you all about Facebook ads. Like I'm so out of my mind excited right now to have you on the show. 
Thank you so much. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I can really geek out on this topic. So, <laughs> oh, oh, we're ready. We, we are ready. Nerd hats, geek hats on. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, before we kind of dive in, could you just welcome yourself to the Heart Nestle family <laughs> and introduce yourself to the people that are listening? I would love to. Thank you so much, ladies. So uh, my name is Tara Zerker and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ads expert. Um, I kind of built a reputation uh, initially actually in um, like the hospitality app space. So that's how I got my sea legs under me was a first um, pretty big contract and client. And um, they they had a really hard board of investors and they would kind of throw me to the wolves and um, <laughs> and their investors were asking so many hard questions. And I had to come up with a process to be able to answer these questions and provide predictability to our results and all of this and that. And pretty soon, um, I developed a system that seemed pretty airtight. And I got a call from Facebook one day and they just said, and we had a pretty close connection with Facebook. And they just said, Hey, Tara, we're calling because you are now outperforming all of your competitors in your space. And we're just wondering how you're doing it. And that was like my big awakening. Like, oh, I might have, you know, a system and a process here that that other people could replicate. So I took it to a bunch of other clients and then industries and then all, you know, it just kind of spreads. And um, and that was really cool. And then I got into the online business space and I developed a reputation for rehabbing uh, problematic and expensive accounts. And so that allowed us to work with some of the biggest names in the industry. And that was really fun, has been really fun. And then um, eventually we developed our own training programs. So we now just teach people, teach small business owners how to run their own effective and inexpensive Facebook and Instagram ads. Oh, oh, we're about to get so nerdy here today. <laughs> I am so excited. Okay, before I guess we kind of talk about like the logistics of ads, I think the first question for you would be, who can benefit from ads? Like what entrepreneurs should be considering using ads or for sure using ads? Like, is there a specific business model, specific niches? Or are you just like, everyone can use ads. Yes. Okay. So when we launched Successful Ads Club, which is our which is our training and um, our system, right? We initially just said, okay, online business owners pretty much only, or like, uh, you know, in 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 back in that time, it was like courses, um, like course creators and content creators were kind of our our main thread. Well, then we started having service providers come in, you know, the web developers, copywriters, photographers. Then we started having um, e-commerce and um, and uh, you know just brick and mortar and uh, affiliate marketers and just so many uh, different niches and industry. And as much as we tried to niche down, we just kept getting a whole pool of everybody. And our system, we have realized, you know, now we've been doing this for years and years, it just really works so well. But, but you have to have the right... So this is the biggest problem that I have seen. So we've seen inside of, you know, we've been really, really lucky to to have this um, breadth of experience, but we've seen inside of 5,000 ad accounts at this point. And you have to have the right ad strategy matched to your industry, your, um, your niche, and your funnel type. So if you get those three right, then you're golden. And unfortunately, and you guys have probably seen this, it's like people will YouTube, you know, best Facebook ad strategy 2023. And they're learning from somebody who maybe has like e-commerce and they have their service provider, maybe they're a photographer. And that ad strategy generally does not match up well. And Mm -hmm. so the right strategy match 
for your industry, your niche, and your funnel type, you're good to go. And that only takes a few minutes to do, but you just have to think through what the strategy is. So I will say very confidently, I think ads work for 99% of businesses, um, assuming they've got you know some sort of sales process or funnel process in place. But particularly if you are list building, if you are audience building, because ads, you know, they can work to build a podcast. They can work to build, um, uh, you know, a, a blog. Like they can work for things outside of emails as well. Um, but if you are list building, if you're audience building, or um, if you are trying to get obviously like sales or calls or consultations, ads are for you hands down. Oh, I love it. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. I'm like wrapping my head around all of this. So I guess how would somebody, if, if they're listening to this and they're like, oh, okay, cool. I am an online coach with a, with a course or I'm a photographer and I want to use it to get more clients in that way. How would they know like where to even find or what ad strategy to then pursue or look for? Okay. So essentially you just want to make sure, like for example, uh, e-commerce strategies can be really different than like, let's go service provider, course creator. Um, and, and that's generally because you're trying to get people to a sale versus like an opt-in. They seem really similar, but there are some nuances there. Um, I'll give a few like big mistakes that people make that if you just avoid these things, you'll be 90% of the way there. And the first one is thinking that if you're boosting posts or running, ugh, traffic ads that you're running <laughs> actual ads that are going to benefit your business. Okay. I'll caveat that and say traffic ads, they do have a small place in the world. If you're running ads to an Amazon store that can't be pixeled or perhaps um, to a podcast, you know, that can't be pixeled. Like those are great places for traffic ads. Also, you can use these ads, traffic ads to build up an audience that you retarget. But Here's kind of the thing. If everyone can visualize this, if we were on camera right now, I'd show you with my hands, but everyone just visualize there's like um, these three lanes of traffic. All right, so you've got three lanes of traffic. And when you're running a boosted post, okay, so people put money, boost a post. Yes, I did ads, and that's not going to get you what you want. When you are boosting a post, it is going to the lane of traffic. So imagine, you know, uh, cars driving down this lane of traffic, one of these lanes, and the people in these cars, they typically have a history on Facebook of, everyone listen, never leaving Facebook. Like the people in that lane of traffic, they rarely will click off of the platform. But what they do have a history of doing is like liking and commenting. So you boost a post, it's like, why do I get all these comments or all these you know, hearts, but absolutely no conversion? Well, that's because you're in the lane of traffic of people who never convert. Mm. When you run traffic ads... Okay, so now you just push the button for traffic ads on your Facebook ads. And now you're in the lane of traffic of people in their car and they will leave Facebook. They will leave Facebook. They might go uh, read a blog or listen to a podcast. They have very little history behavior of ever putting in credit card information, phone numbers, or emails ever online. Their online activity does not represent those three things. So now we just have to think, okay, what do we really want? We want emails, phone numbers for almost you know, 99% of businesses, and we want purchases, conversions. Now we just click the button on our ads and we say, we want conversions. And that puts us into this third lane of traffic. This lane of traffic 
we are buying stuff right and left, right? Like people, we are the people. I'm, I'm one of the people. We are the people who are purchasing. We're opting in. We're booking our appointments from ads. We are buying things from ads. We're signing up for things from ads. You get what I'm saying? We want to mm-hmm. be in traffic. Okay. I have a question, but I think Lindsay does too. Well, I... <laughs> And maybe this is me being like, I don't know the inside of like Facebook ads manager. When you say you like click a button, is there literally three buttons? It's like convert or is that, was that metaphorical? It literally is. Okay. So we had a realtor come through successful ads club a few, this is a few months ago at this point. And she's out of Chicago and she had spent $900 on her budget and another $900 on her ads team. So we're 1800 bucks in. And this was six weeks. Okay. And she was like, Tara, I, we're getting a ton of clicks to the website. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh no, here we go. I'm getting a ton of clicks to the website, but you know, I spent 1800 bucks all in. By the way, you guys, if anyone listening has ever had a bad experience with an ads team or a marketing team, it's part of business. These are the lessons that we learn, right? But she, um, so she's $1,800 all in. She had two leads from that. And her name was Karen. I said, Karen, this is going to both delight you and break your heart. I said, okay, so duplicate that campaign. She duplicates it. It takes two seconds. I say, push the button for conversions. That's it. Oh. <laughs> it was one button click. And um, she had already had a pixel set up on her, her website because I know anyone listening in who knows ads will say, well, there's a little bit of setup. There is. There's a tiny bit of tech setup that has to be done. It was already done. And so she pushed the buttons. And three days later, I heard from her. She spent $60. She had 42 leads. Wow. So that's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. It's a button. It's a button. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, is it because like Facebook obviously knows like as a user, like for me, like if they're tracking me, they know if I'm the type of person that's going to buy something immediately off of an ad based on my past user behavior, or if I'm the kind of person that is never going to leave the app. And so that's how it like segregates. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We just dived so straight into nitty gritty. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, wow. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, okay, can I also say something too? Because I know people will say, oh, but my people aren't on Facebook. They're on Instagram. And, you know, and I want to do that for Instagram, not Facebook. And because I know probably a huge percent of your, a percentage of your audience doesn't even care about Facebook at this point. And the cool thing to know is 40 or 60 to 80% of your budget automatically goes to Instagram. So mm-hmm. everything that I just said, if you're automatically disqualifying it and saying, well, that doesn't matter. I want to go to Instagram anyway. That is the same thing for Instagram. Yes. It's all it's all the same. It's all the same. Oh, I love this. Okay. Oh, I, oh my gosh. I have so many questions. <laughs> I'm loving this. We're uh, like little monkeys. I also, I also feel like this is interesting timing because Lindsay and I have always outsourced our ads. Yeah. Uh, and this year, one of our goals is one of our goals is yep. to learn our own ads so that we can oversee and monitor our, our, you're hitting ads. us at a very interesting time, Tara. We're like, Oh yes. We're like little so, chipmunks. So we're like, great. This is already on our, like our list for this year. So taking notes. Um, I love this. Okay. Question for the entrepreneur who's listening to this, who's like, Oh my gosh, there's a button for three different types of audiences that I can hit. You know, this is great. I'm going to go set up an ad today, tomorrow. Is there something, is there anything, I guess, that an entrepreneur or business or whatever needs to have set up in the place of like their backend? Obviously, you touched on funnels, you touched on like, you know, sales. Is there stuff that 
that entrepreneurs listening to this need to be keeping in mind and or setting up before they begin to actually explore the technical side of the Facebook ads? Okay, absolutely. So first things first, and um, and ladies, I know what you teach and I know you're going to like, you know, you're going to second this, but you got to have an offer. Um, even if, even if it's a simple offer, right? And it can be a free offer, but you need something you need some sort of offer to attract people. And whenever I say that, you know, there's like a cold sweat situation that happens. Like, oh no, I don't have an offer. I don't have a good enough offer. Well, an offer can be really simple. It can be a free consultation, a free quote. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. Um, It can be for if you're in the online space, it could be a free download, a free checklist, a free kit, a free, you know, something or other, something that gets people into your universe and gives them a little taste test of what it is that you offer. Um, and it could also be, uh, it could also be just, you know, straight to a sale. Like for example, if you're e-commerce, you're sending people, the offer is the product. It is what you are selling. Right. But generally, um, you want to guide people through some sort of customer journey offer experience. And, um, the second thing that I would say is very complimentary to that is you want to make sure that you have a sales process. Again, cold sweat situation, but a sales process can be very simple. It does not have to be, you know, um, a funnel necessarily. If everyone's familiar um, listening in with, you know, like funnels and 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 follow-up emails and SMS and all of this and that, it can also be a lot simpler. It can just be hop in a call, book, you know, let's have a conversation. So you need to offer, and I would say a sales process in order to begin. When you say sales process, just for our audience, can you define what you mean by that? Absolutely. So if I am, well, I'll go course creator. If I'm a course creator, that sales process could be something like a webinar that leads into an email nurture sequence or email sales sequence, um, complemented by SMS. I keep bringing up SMS because I think, especially in the digital space, this is the most uh, overlooked uh, sales mechanism right now that's absolutely like we should not be ignoring this. It is it is too big to ignore at this point. Um, and I can go into stats around what those metrics should look like. Um, but it should be something like that. There also might be a call involved in that sales process. What I described is kind of a lengthy but traditional, you know, course creator or high ticket um, sales process. And if you're something simpler, like let's say you're a service provider, maybe you're a web developer, a copywriter. Your sales process might literally be opt into my list. And then from there, I'm going to ask you to book a call with me. <laughs> We're going to get on a call and I'm going to tell you all about how I work. You know, it could be that simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this. Do you think, is there like a price point or mm-hmm. like a metric to know if you have, if you want to run an ad directly to a product versus to a like top of funnel freebie? Or, or opt-in that then leads basically with what you just said with to a nurture sequence that then eventually leads to a higher ticket offer? Like, is there a, a magical number that like people like metric that by? Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, it gets um, a little bit complicated, but we'll go simple to more complex. Um, simple would be back of the napkin math, you know, like for example, if, uh, okay, um, I'm like recalling a really fun client that we worked on to scale them to uh, just under eight figures in revenue. And they had a digital digital product. And so 
For that example, there was very little overhead actually for this company because it was just a delivery of a digital product and a little bit of customer support that went with it. So if you're thinking about something like that, it's just back of the napkin math. You know, let's say you're paying uh, $100 for a sale, but you're bringing... Uh, $700 in the door. That's probably like, a, that would be like an incredible ratio. So let's say you're paying $300 for a sale and you're bringing $600 in the door. So that's a 2x return on your ad spend. Um, I think that all of us would do that all day long, right? <laughs> like right. That would, and we would just scale, scale, scale. Um, but what if the math was different? What if you, same scenario... And what if you were doing a, uh, what if you were doing a five hundred dollar sale on a six hundred dollar product? Would you still scale that? And many people get scared, and they would say, "No, it's just not enough margin." And if you have, you know, extremely little overhead, I would say, "Why wouldn't you scale that?" Because would you put five hundred dollars into the stock market? and pull out $600 within 30 days, I think all of us would do this, right? And then we would just find as much cash as we could find to put into that. Into that. Um, so it just depends on... Yes, it depends on your margins. And then you ha- just have to kind of do the calculations. Now, most, most people are looking for a 2x return on their ads is kind of like a good standard. A 3x is definitely preferable. And then up, you know, beyond that 4X, 5X, I would say is um, like, you definitely see it. It's it's not uncommon, but it's also when you get up into those numbers, it's not necessarily like you might not see that consistently month over month. You might have one month that's two and a half X and one month that's 5X. You know, you, you might have some seasonality to that kind of result. Oh, Okay. We're getting, we're getting nitty gritty. I like this. (laughs) I would love to circle back to something that you said a few minutes ago on the SMS marketing. And you said we can touch on some stats for that and kind of look and analyze that avenue and strategy for entrepreneurs and businesses as well. Are you down to spill some tea for us? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. So in the e-commerce space, SMS is just par for the course. I mean, you would not have almost an e-commerce situation without SMS these days. And why would that be? Because SMS right now represents about, for companies that are using it and using it well, anywhere from 15 to 25% of revenue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when you consider that your email list, uh, and now this is like more traditionally, we're seeing reports from e-commerce, but this definitely applies to online business um, owners. So if we're talking course creators and creative entrepreneurs, but the numbers actually can be much higher for email. So, you know, if you're thinking about like traditional email marketing, you want that representing right around 20 to 30% of your monthly revenue. If you're a course creator, that can obviously be closer to like 80% of your monthly revenue could come from email. So um, email should represent a huge amount of your revenue. But SMS, I'm telling you, like with SMS is so powerful and so strong. And we all know why, right? And especially, especially for like anybody, if you're targeting anyone for sure in their 20s, definitely in their 30s. And I would say, um, I would say 30s and 40s. And then even, even people are surprised by, you know, 50s, 60s, and beyond as 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 how effective that can be. Wow. Hmm. 
But I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, we all, I'm sure you ladies too, like you probably have your favorite stores that email or that text you a couple times a week or once a week. Yeah. And you get, you know, you get the discounts that you want, you get the um, new arrivals that you want, and, and you probably love that and consider it more of a service than marketing. And the truth is that um, that SMS marketing, you know, it has like open rates are so high, like 80, 90%. Wow. Right. And now we consider email open rates, like if you're doing really well, it's like 20%. So, why wouldn't we be in everyone's inbox um, where we're getting that kind of response? Mm. For anybody that's listening, could you real quick define what SMS marketing is? Just for like any, like I can imagine somebody's listening to this and they're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what do I do? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So um, a lot of your, of your mail platforms now include SMS. So we're talking text. This is text marketing. So um, just simply setting up your setting up a business phone number essentially that you are able, and obviously people have to opt into this. Um, lots of regulations and rules around that. And then you are texting people. Um, and and text should be pretty complementary to your email. In fact, um, they've done studies and they're they're showing that if you send out a text message that accompanies your email about two hours before that email hits the inbox, that's almost like an optimal situation. Mm. So text first and then email. Okay, this makes sense, right? Because just think of our morning routine. I wake up, I check my phone. I see maybe a new sale from one of my favorite, you know, companies just landed in my text inbox. But now I'm getting ready for the day and blah, blah, blah. I go to work, log into my computer. Oh, there's the email. You see, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful cycle and it works really well. But you do not want to text too much because um, because it is so high attention. It You know, people will notice how often you're texting versus how much you're emailing. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say one to two texts per week Quite frankly, there's so many businesses, especially like digital course creators and stuff, they might be sending one text per month. That's fine too. Find a cadence, don't do too much. And you want to really send nothing fluffy. This is all like just the most impactful stuff. Really important thought that you had or challenge you want your audience, you know, to do or think about, or if you're selling something like only the best promotions, you know, you just want the best stuff to go to text message. Mm. Wait, I have a question on this because obviously I'm I'm thinking of this primarily along the lines of like the way you would approach an email list. But I also, just when you said something of like a thought that came to mind or something, it triggered a thought for me of something that I've seen a lot of uh, coaches and like industry educators, leaders start doing recently in building like a, a text list that is based on like, community or like they send out yeah. weekly encouragements or different yes. things. It's not based on like a sale. It's not based or... on sales. It's based on like, come join, like ask your business questions, blah, blah, blah. And then they're shocked when like you respond. Yeah. Like I'm curious, Tara, are, would you like lump that together with yes. kind of the more traditional SMS marketing or would you separate those two into it two different categories? SMS marketing. Uh-huh. I it's love it. all <laughs> one and the same because think about, and if you follow those invitations all the way through, you know, come to my AMA. Usually there's a pitch on that AMA. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you follow it all the way through, there's always a sale at the end. That's now, so some good. people truly, truly, truly just use it as engagement and audience building, but you'll notice that they are 
you know, what they're doing in their email is they're selling and what they're doing with their text list is building loyal, engaged followers that are then going to, you know, purchase, right? Because ultimately, (laughs) ultimately, that is the exchange. You reward the people that you love with a transaction. And that that is the exchange of, you know, great thought leadership and great service. Totally. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation. All right, entrepreneurs, let's face it. You're in a pickle. You're not attracting your ideal clients because your brand visuals are just meh at best. And you're not showing up as the professional ready to make their life 500 times better. Do you honestly feel like your website just sucks? Like your branding feels like you created it in Microsoft's Paint? Anyone else remember Microsoft's Paint? Is that just me? <laughs> okay. And your, your client experience just overall feels like it's seriously lacking. And you just need a change right now. But let's be honest, you're not ready to drop 8K on a custom web and brand design. Well, don't worry. That's where we come in. Introducing the solution to all of your website struggles, the Heart Shop website templates. Now, we spent hours designing these customizable, professional, and conversion-intense website templates with our incredible designer, Sarah Crook of Elizabeth Designs. They are so incredibly easy to use and customize with ShowIt's user-friendly interface. Yes, by the way, you can easily learn how to work with ShowIt, even if you've never touched a website or any design platform before. And you can change literally anything you want. No more being limited to squares on your website. It's a drag and drop system that is freaking easy and looks incredible. Oh, oh, you want more information? Cool, I got you. The templates come already SEO optimized with copy prompts from Lindsay and I included. Yeah, you don't just get nonsensical filler text. You get bomb education and prompts from Lindsay and I to help you wow your potential clients and crush your website copy. And we designed a variety of these in different styles so you can find the closest match and then tweak it to make it fully your own. If you're ready to save thousands of dollars and hours upon hours upon hours of your time and get clients flooding through your website, you need to check these out. So grab yours at theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to partner with us together. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. For anybody that's listening, that's th- that they're like... Okay, I'm trying to keep my head above water, Tara. I I hear it all. I'm sorry. But I no no, this is so good, but like they're they're feeling like, okay, I've never ran an ad before ever. Where would I start? I mean, I know obviously you said at the beginning to have kind of like an offer and, and a little bit of a process in place, but like once they have that and they've never even 
went into Facebook Ads Manager, what would you recommend for that person? Okay. Okay. So we're going to break this down and, and really bite-sized. So the first, first thing is you've got your offer and you've got a sales process. Does not need to be perfect. Does not need to be long. But there is some sort of journey that people are going to go on with you, even if it's a very, very short one. The next thing is you are going to set up um, a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of ad tech. I say that, I know everybody cringes like, no, I have to do something technical, but you have to set up just a tiny bit of what's called the pixel code on your website so that Facebook can track things. And the reason why you want this and you would not want to avoid that is because Facebook... Here's how I think of Facebook or Meta. And so everybody knows Meta is who owns Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and all this stuff. So Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. Um, not TikTok. I'm sure they wish they did. But um, <laughs> the, the whole thing is, and this, by the way, is the same for TikTok and is the same for Pinterest, is the same for all of them. These platforms should be, and if they are not, there's a big problem, 24-7 sales machines. They actually should be the lowest paid team member on your team doing the most sales on your team. Okay, so now maybe you're paying them $250,000 a month, but they're generating, you know, like $10 million a year sort of a thing. But um, so the ratio is there, right? But you want you want Facebook to be working extraordinarily hard for you 24-7. The only way for them to do that is if you've got tracking set up. So you're going to spend about an hour and a half to two hours. I know it sounds painful, but trust me, it's step-by-step. You're going to set up a little bit of ad tech on your website. Once that's done, literally from there, you're going to write a little bit of ad copy, collect your imagery, and you are going to push about 10 buttons. You're going to go into your Facebook ads manager. You're going to push about 10 buttons and your first ad is done and out the door. So it really, really is that simple. You know, our promise always is ad set up within a couple of hours and results the same day. And you're just going to do it step by simple step or have a team member do it. This is like my favorite hack of all time. Like if you want to bring your ads in-house, but you do not have time, which is pretty much the plague of every business owner, right? You send a team member through any ads training that you trust out there and you task them. I actually have a whole checklist for business owners um, that has like exactly what their team should be doing every day, every week, every month, and every quarter. And here's the trick, you guys. If you're spending under $5,000 per month on your ads, this should only take a team member a few hours per month to manage. So imagine how easy this could be for you if you just delegate this appropriately to a team member. Wow. Well, I love okay. that. We'd love to hear those numbers. <laughs> Lindsay and I are both just sitting here like blinking, like hearing all of this. It's so good. We I love, love this. Hold on. One more clarifying question just for I, 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 the person that's listening. Could you define what a pixel is real fast? Yes. Okay. So a little, little bit of code. Um, it's literally about a paragraph in length. And this code is going to go in the heading section on your website. That's all it is. That's I love all. it. And it essentially tracks yes. user behavior on your on site your website for, yeah. for Facebook, right? Exactly. And it also tracks things like if you got an email. Now, what happens is that pixel code then goes back to Facebook and says or like shoots a code, shoots a information back to Facebook. And it says, okay, we got an email or we got a purchase. What Facebook does is then they imagine them being scientists in a lab, just dissecting this, this lead or this purchase and saying, um, what is everything that we know about this, this data? 
You know, like how often does this person purchase? Where else do they shop online? Like da, 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 da. So they dissect everything about this data and then they go and find more people like that. Oh, so, so good. Yes. So that is why we must have the tracking because it delivers so much information back to Facebook um, in a safe and mostly ethical way. I mean, people have opinions about tracking, but um, (laughs) (laughs) delivers all this information back to Facebook. And then Facebook is able to see, okay, let's go find more of this type of person. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they're, they're, extraordinarily at, uh, like accurate beyond what our human minds could ever possibly used to be. There were so many tricks to kind of like game it with Facebook and beat the algorithm. Um, that thing is so seasoned at this point. It's mm-hmm. very hard to beat it. They, they have so many data points that they can turn to. Oh, okay. I'm loving this. <laughs> you, you have said before, Tara, uh, that even spending like $10 a day can earn you super valuable results. And you talk about three important steps with that like low ad spend. Are you down to just deep dive into those three steps and that whole concept for us? Yes, absolutely. And this actually gets into our formula of success. So um, with, and I, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you guys might, if you're listening in, you might want to write this down because I'll just share kind of the stats that you're looking for, particularly if your budget is, let's just say that $10 a day. That's what I always recommend you start with. And my philosophy is we want to do baby budget testing So we're not wasting a ton of money on stuff that's literally never going to work. And we're getting to a very, very good ad that then you can scale, right? So we want to spend our money on the scaling, not the testing. Mm. And so what we teach is a very micro budget testing um, kind of technique. And I'll just kind of share some numbers with that. Like typically you're going to do testing over a period of seven to 10 days. Should take you about two hours total. And you should be done with your testing generally for almost everybody I believe that's listening in within about $500. From there, you can take your best ad and then start to scale it. Okay, so maybe you spent all of your budget on testing for the month. Well, that's okay because then the next month, you're going to be able to spend your next month's budget on that one ad that's your golden ad. And then from there, you're just going to scale that ad. And just remember too, you're going to be getting results all along the way. In fact, better and better and better results as you go through your testing process. So we teach that when you... So I'll kind of share the the three things that we always test. You can test more than this if you want. And then I'll share the formula for how to judge your success. So the first thing that we test is, um, is, is ad copy. So... Interestingly enough, we have found that um, you want to test variations of length. So obviously you want to have a good hook and all of that. But then from there, I want you to test a very short version of your copy, something short and snappy, cute, something kind of medium in length. Maybe you add in a testimonial to your ad copy and something that's a little bit longer. Always wanting to be sure, of course, to include a call to action And if you're a local business, so maybe you're a local photographer, I want you to always include a geography anchor. So this is saying like, hey, Sioux Falls, you know, like you always want to anchor people in if you're a local provider of any kind or brick and mortar, anything like that. The next thing that you're going to test, of course, is visuals. Now with TikTok, everything, blah, 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 people are saying video is king, video is king. Well, I will tell you 
that organic 100% video often outperforms. With ads, I would say at this point, it's about um, maybe about 30% of the time. Well, it depends on your industry, but I'll just say it more generally because I already am picking myself apart for that and saying, well, (laughs) this or that industry. So um, generally speaking, static ads can still outperform video. Dang. People might be shocked, but I can show you, I have access to hundreds of accounts and I can show you consistently day after day, static imagery is still often outperforming video. But when you get a video that hits, it can be it would not be an exaggeration to say not only business changing, but life changing, life changing. So you always want to, um, you always want to continue to test video, even if you've never had a video hit, because once one does, it can, uh, can, it can really explode you into the stratosphere. So you want to always test video. Mm. The next thing you're going to test are your headlines. People get really cutesy and clever with headlines. And I will tell you from my experience with ads, the best thing to do is to have very direct headlines. Get rid of the clever and always just share what the offer is, just very directly. So for example, I don't know, like facials just came to mind. So for example, instead of saying something like, uh, you know, get your, save your skin, uh, say, you know, um, let's see, instead of like, uh, save your, uh, save your, save your beautiful skin facial, you know, something like too clever. Like, what is that even like, that's weird. You just want to say like, whatever the offer is. So, um, get a free full size product with your first facial, very mm-hmm. clear, easy to understand. And either you want it or you don't. And so I would just go very direct with your headlines. You're going to test those things. And then do you want me to tell you the formula? <laughs> yes, we're Can ready. Well, wait, wait, wait. Can I ask clarifying questions before we go on to the formula? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like the nitty gritty of us. So when you say like, like I'm like pulling up an ad just like on Facebook on my phone right now. So if any listeners listening to this, if they do that too, is the headline like the bolded part on, I'm, I guess I'm looking at Facebook feed. Does yes. that make sense? Is it, it's like the bolded it's the, yeah, it's right below the image. So the headline's below your image on Facebook. And there's actually no headline on Instagram. And inst- on Instagram, it just goes right into the what we would consider the caption. Got you. Okay, yeah. second clarifying question. When you said test the ad copy for short, medium, and long, and then test the mm-hmm. photos, do you mean like... So if I'm testing the caption or like the, I guess the ad copy... Um, I'm doing like the exact same photo, but with three different, like three different ads with three different versions of the copy and seeing which one performs better and then doing the same thing, same caption or ad copy, but with three different photo videos. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Same caption. So you want to keep, imagine yourself back in eighth grade when you were doing science class, like biology or whatever, right? And you're testing the one element. So we don't want to mix... A, a new headline with a new image and a new... Because you never know what the thing is that's winning, right? Mm-hmm. right. We just want to isolate. We want, you know, and people will say, but then you're going to have multiple ads with like some of the same elements. Yes, that's exactly right. And nobody will ever know or care. So yeah. um, <laughs> you just... Yeah, exactly. We want to isolate what we're testing as much as possible and, it, you know, have as much control as we possibly can over that. Who knew science in high school would come around again? Oh, for I Facebook know. ads for I know. entrepreneurs. <laughs> All right. We're ready for the formula. I have my clarifying questions done. Okay. So here are four metrics. This is how you're going to judge your ads. And if you are managing an ads team, 
these are the same things you're going to be looking at as a business owner. Because how scary is it to turn over literally thousands of dollars to an ads team, both in budget and management fees, and then have no clue? Is it working? Is it not? You know what I mean? And oh my gosh, how many times have I like done audits or consultations with business owners who are like, I, I think my, I don't think my, my ads are good. And I'll look at, it, I'm like, these are like literally perfect. They're perfect. But the ads team is not communicating back to them the education necessary to understand what's good, what's not. So the first thing you want to think about is your CPR, your cost per result. Now, every industry, every niche, every funnel type has a different range. And um, if anybody wants to ask me what their range should be, I'm always happy to answer as many of those questions as I can. I get a lot. But, you know, on Instagram DM or something like, what is what should I be paying per lead, per purchase, per consultation, per call, you know, whatever your particular metric is. So you want to know kind of what a good healthy range is for your particular business. And, um, you know, uh, any ads expert should be able to provide a range. And of course, there's always, you know, but it depends on this and that, but there's always a range. The next thing you want to know, and these are really easy to judge. You open up your Facebook ads manager. It's all right there. Your CTR link click-through rate. Okay, if you don't, that sounding overwhelming, just write these down. And if you have a team, have them educate you on where to find these these stats. But the CTR link click-through rate, so what is that? That is the stat that is telling us how many people... So for every 1,000 people that see your ad, we want 1% or higher, ideally, to be clicking to your landing page, your sales page, etc., So I'm going to break those numbers down because people need to understand what this really looks like. That means for every thousand people, you want 10 people taking action, okay? That means you're not going to worry about the 9,990 people. You're not going to fret over those people. You're going to be excited about the 10. Now, if your CTR link click-through rate is under 1%, that means you have a messaging problem or challenge. There's You can get better messaging in your ads. If your CTR link click-through rate is, you know, it would depend a little bit where I would probably make some adjustments depending on the business. But as a general rule, that's a really good metric to look at to see how well your ad copy and your, your visuals are doing. But let's say if you are scaling really a lot or you have a really broad audience, a CTR link click-through rate under 1% might be appropriate. But you always want to be pushing the envelope and getting as high as you can. Now, what I will see is everybody will go to their ads manager and they'll look at CTR all. They'll be like, it's 5%. No, it's not. CTR link click-through rate. Ignore CTR all. In my mind, it's a junk metric. The next thing that you want to look at is your CPM. Okay, that's that's telling you that's your cost per thousand impressions. And um, that's Latin, mil for thousand. And um, your CPM is how much Facebook's charging your credit card, whether or not you got the conversions. So if your CPM, we'll just do very quick math, is $40 and you got zero conversions from it, Facebook would charge your credit card $40 and you would have zero conversions. If If you got two conversions from that, Facebook would charge your credit card $40, but they would do the math for you and say, well, your cost per conversion was 20 bucks. You got two conversions and $40 divided by two is $20. So do you see how that works? That is the amount Facebook will charge you always. And if your CPM is over $42 on cold audiences, 
you have an extreme problem on your hands. And I would say your account, um, if it's much higher than $42, could possibly get um, like like restricted. And so the reason for that is what I've noticed is that the CPM indicates how much Facebook and the algorithm like your ads. So if you have a trigger word in your URL, in your ad copy, or on your landing page, they might approve your ads, but just make them prohibitively cost, uh, like, uh, cost, uh, like really, really, really expensive. I can't even think of what I'm trying to say with that. And, and therefore, um, kind of kick them off the platform that way by just making them too expensive. Mm. And the final thing that you want to pay attention to is your landing page conversion rate. If you're collecting emails, it should be 30% or higher. Honestly, can be 40. I have two landing pages in my company that convert at 65%. So you can make those landing pages convert super well, and that will decrease your cost significantly. Oh, I am loving this. (laughs) (laughs) There is, I'm sitting here like trying to absorb all of this. And also still be the host that's like going to ask you questions. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm going to re-listen to this episode. For sure. As an educator or as like a student. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Okay. What would you say to the person right now who's hearing everything that you're talking about, has never looked at Facebook ads before and is suddenly feeling, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know. She just said a lot of C words, (laughs) like CP... CPR, CP, like they're, they're confused. What would you say to the person right now who's just like, I give up before even starting? Yeah, just be the student. Let yourself kind of be the student on this because here's what, okay, I won't name names, but I will tell you that if we're talking about the online business space, almost all of the biggest names. So go and look at like the top, you know, 10 or 20, let's say business podcasts. And well, maybe some of them. Okay. So yeah, if you go and look, you're going to see, um, like, again, I won't name names, but I will just tell you that most everybody who is at the top, top, top of their game, they have learned enough about ads to either one, do the, do it themselves or two, Look at an ads manager. So the the four metrics we just went through, um, the way that I teach it, you'll be an expert on it in 10 minutes. It helps if you have it visually in front of you, I understand. But um, you should be able to make incredible business decisions based on those ad metrics, adequately manage a team member or a third party, you know, an agency that you're working with and scale and grow your business. No problem from those four metrics. And anybody who has kind of, you know, e-commerce, online course creators, they have this, those are the things they become an expert at because I'll say it this way. Um, So whether they're doing their own ads, and I'll tell you, most of them are very, very good at ads um, or know those metrics by heart and can manage a team by those metrics. Because when you're able to pull the lever on your visibility, right? So if you're able to say, for example, in order to hit our sales goals, we need to have a thousand people through our funnel each month. And if that's all that needs to happen, and then you have these four metrics to help support that in happening effectively, that is the game of business. You Mm. see what I'm saying? So I'll just tell you the top of the top, they know ads extremely well. 
um, or they know these metrics well enough to manage a team by these metrics. And so don't let yourself, don't let, you know, what I would say is an hour or two of overwhelm prohibit you from achieving your business goals. Well, Amen. Tara, you have convicted <laughs> us thoroughly well, in, in a good way because this is already on our, tw- our like goal this We've year. We've already learned this lesson the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my, this question is, and you can absolutely plug yourself up the wazoo, but like, do you have any resources uh, that you could recommend, whether they're yours or other people's or books or podcasts or anything like that, or, or again, trainings or anything that a person listening to this could go and then like start learning Facebook ads. Okay, absolutely. So let's go free. Let's start with free. Facebook Blueprint, um, in my opinion, used to not be that good, but it's pretty darn good now. You do have to do a little bit of cobbling together the strategy and whatnot, but Facebook Blueprint is very good. So if you're just looking for where are the buttons I need to push, Facebook Blueprint, it's free and it's it's a really well-guided um, system and tutorial. So if you're looking for, I need free, cheaper, you know, like just go there, just go get yourself trained. Um, YouTube. I mean, there's so many amazing creators on YouTube, um, talking about ads. And what I would say there is just make sure that you are YouTubing or Googling or whatever you're searching for your particular type of business, right? So if you're brick and mortar, let's say you're a service provider, you need to search for ad strategy for a service provider. So you're not accidentally putting an e-commerce strategy on top of your service-based business and wondering why it's not working. Um, If you are looking for very guided support, I would say, you know, our program could be a great consideration. There's lots of great programs out there. Um, You could Google around and find some fabulous ones. Um, Our program is uh, extremely guided with five-day-a-week support. Um, Once we figured that out, it was like the most incredible thing because when you're spending money, you don't want to wait a week or a month to get <laughs> answers to your questions. So we have five day week support there. Um, but yeah, there's so many, there's so many options. And I would just say what you need to expect is that um, you want to be able to set your ads up. It, it should not take you longer than um, I would say two to three hours if you're very efficient. Um, up to like five to seven hours if you feel like you might have a bit of a learning curve, like. I hate the tech. I'm really scared. Let's give you seven hours. And it should not take you more than this amount of time. And like I said, if you have a team member, I would just, I would task this to them. (laughs) You know, like that would be part Mm -hmm. of their job responsibility and KPIs. Um, And if you're solo, then I would kind of go in those time ranges to get your first ads up and running. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so much. Okay. Sarah, I feel like we could talk to you about this for like a hundred (laughs) years. This is so good. (laughs) And you broke it down so simply because when... I feel like you just glance at Facebook ads for the first time. Like the first time I stepped foot into Ads Manager, I just (laughs) saw Greek and it was so confusing. So I love that you just broke it down so simply and so easy to understand. We kind of wrap up each podcast episode with like three rapid fire questions. So if you're down, we're going to just start firing those at you and let the listeners go and consume all of your content and work with you if they're like, I'm ready to dive into Facebook ads. So how are you feeling? Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Yay. Okay. Well, first question is, what is a favorite book that you have read recently? 
Oh my gosh. Well, aside from like scripture, which is my everyday, um, my everyday uh, kind of reading, I Here for love that. the work. <laughs> yes. I love the work of Bob Goff. And one of my favorite books of his is Love Does. And mm-hmm. actually he... Uh, he as the author has been so influential on on my life that I actually, uh, from his last name, which is Goff, I have kind of um, like assigned these principles to my family. So we have, you know, the four things that I want to teach my kids are God, opportunity, food, and fun. And I feel like if I can train them in those four things, and I just, uh, because he's been so influential, I call him like my, my Goff family principles. You know, it's like... Um, <laughs> God, opportunity, food, and fun. If I get them those four things, I feel like I've done a great job as a mother. That's oh, amazing. We love, that. we, That's, we love Bob. We, yeah. Yay. He is incredible. Oh my gosh. Okay. The next one is kind of a doozy of a question, but what is the biggest lesson you have learned in business? Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have been thinking about this and what I'm going to say is you plan for growth. You don't hope for it. Uh, you could say it another way, like you plan for success, you don't hope for success. And if only I could go back five years, I would just do things so dramatically different. But I'll just kind of like summarize that by saying like a couple of years ago, I started plotting. I have this, you know, in my opinion, business is just a giant math equation. Mm -hmm. And in that line of thought, I've put together like a pretty substantial, massive spreadsheet that basically plots out um, every every single lever in our company and has made our success at this point almost foolproof. Like I, I just wish that I had known that. Like if you just sat down with the spreadsheet and turned your business into a huge math equation and plugged in each lever and what that lever can do for your business you would not ever guess again. And so that's been huge for me. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Okay, Tara, we could talk to you for hours. I'm <laughs> sure our listeners are also like, where can I learn from this woman? So where can everyone find you, learn from you, ask you those follow-up questions, anything like that? Oh, thank you so much, ladies. That's, that's so sweet and generous. Well, um, if you're interested in kind of you know, getting in there with ads um, and getting that five-day week support, um, you can check out our latest offer. That offer actually comes with one monthly hour for us to work together with you one-on-one on your ad account. And that you can find at um, adsbythehour.com. That's our most recent offer. So it's adsbythehour.com. And if you're looking for agency services and you're spending you know, $30,000 a month or more on ads, that website would be scalewithfuture.com. But of course, if you just want to like chat it up on Instagram, I would love to hear from everybody. So uh, you can find me at Tara Zerker there. Amazing. Oh my gosh, Tara, thank you so much for just all of the fire that you just dropped to Loki, Evie and I selfishly, but also, you know, the people (laughs) listening to this podcast right now. But thank you so much for the time that you just committed uh, to be on our show. We are honored and I know so many people are going to get so much out of this episode. Thank you, ladies. It was such a pleasure to be here. 